0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is
1: Derek Specht. Hey, hello. What's happening, Derek? Not much, man. I'm I'm freshly back from my vacation and I'm exhausted. I thought you were just going on like a little road trip. I didn't
0: realize you're going to some big biker convention or whatever you want to call it. I
1: wouldn't call it that. It's just a gathering of people that ride motorcycles. What was it? 30,000 people? It was about 20 to 30 estimates. Like early in the week, there's only about 10 to 15, but by Friday it had doubled or tripled and so I would call that more than just a, a gathering. Well, they used to have more. Before COVID, they were getting like 50,000 plus people would show up. As it was, like it was uh, the streets were lined with parked bikes. And man, some of the bikes are so nice. People put a lot of effort into the paint job and washing and polishing. And I got rained on during trip. And that's good enough for about a year with my bike without washing it. <laughs> <laughs> But,
0: (laughs) yes, Derek was at a motorcycle gathering, just him and his close,
1: 30,000 friends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Had a good time, though? Yeah, mostly, mostly. It was hot. Yeah. It was so hot. It was 30 degrees, and plus you got a helmet and leathers and boots, and it's like... (laughs) That's what I used to hate about war riding was all the gear. It sucks the life out of you. Yeah. And that last couple of days, we're up along St. Lawrence Seaway, you know, Upper State, New York, and it was down to 20 degrees. So it was that was nice riding. Well, you were at, at Lake
0: Placid for a while.
1: We, yeah, first night was Lake Placid. That was cool. That what was the very first cool. night. The first night, yeah, Tuesday night. Oh, I thought you were further along than that. No, anyway, oh. we stopped in Lake Placid first oh. night. We were supposed to go to Montreal, then change game plan. Ah, mm. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Um, so
0: you missed last week's show. I didn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Camper Christina was on. Uh, she took over for you. Yes. So you're, I you are that. replaceable. <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> However, we were supposed to record another episode last week when you were off gallivanting, just you yes. and your 30,000 closest friends. Yeah. Uh, but somebody yeah. decided that he would have knee issues and he couldn't, um, join us who's but this week he's joining the oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: okay got it got it oh great memory just a short one no i i i i didn't realize that the knee injury was that recent
0: oh yeah yeah so joining us this week with his now that he knows what is going on with his knee dennis rogers of canoe hounds outdoor adventure show how you doing dennis
2: hey i am doing fabulous welcome to the show thank you thank you very much Man, I wish I was out there on a motorcycle, or another motorcycle with you out there. <laughs> Sitting on the back seat,
0: Derek, wrapping your arms around him, hug, holding on for dear tighter, life. Hug tighter, Dennis. Hug tighter.
1: <laughs> it's great, sweeten up as up, the Derek's here. How's the knee well, the doing?
2: But, uh, you know what? The knee is doing pretty good. Um uh, I uh, I got the prognosis there uh, after. I-, I thought it was a torn ACL um, because I did felt feel a twinge. But my doctor informed me that if it was a torn ACL, uh, I would have really known it was a torn you ACL. You wouldn't be walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out I have uh, knee bursitis brought on by uh, a bout of gout. Wow, that, that's a tongue twister. About a bout of gout. A bout of gout. A bout of gout. <laughs> and so, yeah, I had a double whammy of things going on, and uh you know a little bit of crutch time and uh it's uh it's it's well in the mend now, and I am a happy fellow because my paddle season is not over, awesome.
0: well, yeah, that was the big thing we were because season four finale of your canoe hound outdoor adventure show was last tuesday, um and yes. you were saying that you had an issue with your knee at that point, you thought it was the a c l and that would have been the end of your paddling season, so. That's uh, a good thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I I got a bucket list trip going to be happening at the end of July into August with a good friend of mine, actually with like seven people. But uh, it's, uh, you know, if that had had to come off the board, I I would have been pretty disappointed. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, with seven paddling friends, you'd think a couple of them would do the fireman's carry up and down the portages or something with you Mm -hmm. or...
1: I know, right? Because <laughs> if, if they're if they're not willing to do they that, take Dennis, you are they litter. really your friends? They could fashion litter well, at a litter at every portage.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It, it's funny because last year on uh, one of my trips there, uh, my regular August trip, I had gout in, in my foot and my toe, and the same thing. Nah, <laughs> you're on your own, man. It's like <laughs> <laughs> do I get to hit the or what? <laughs> Well, as
0: I mentioned to you before, I got a buddy that's um, drinking beer brings on his gout in his foot. So he's had to give Mm -hmm. up beer. I think I might give
1: up my foot. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know what? My beer consumption has really cut back a lot. And, uh, you know, good friend breweries like, uh, you know, Muskoka Brewery and stuff like that, they, they like to send me beer from time to time. And it's like, I, I have to drink it because I like it. <laughs> 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 but, well, you know, what? Uh, beer, beer brings it on. But I, I know exactly what my culprit is. It's not, it's not the beer. It's not the red meat and all that stuff. I, I know darn well. I, I just don't drink enough water. So I'm not I'm not flushing my system through enough to get rid of what is it, uric acid or whatever it is that causes gout, right? And uh I've got it what three or four times in the last couple of years, which is way too many times in my books. But uh I just need to start drinking more of this aqua stuff, right? So
1: Or doesn't beer have water in it? Just drink more beer. It does.
2: <laughs> but it, you pee it up too fast, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something to do with purines or purines or something like that, that. Yeah, it hurts just thinking about it, boys.
0: <laughs> I've never had to deal with gout. I, it's not on my list of things to deal with. Uh, <laughs> you know, other things that I would rather deal with before not being able to walk and stuff like that. So, But yeah, I, I go back to my original comment that if they're not willing to haul you up and down the portages, are they really your
2: friends? There you go. Well, they they are friends, but no, they're not really going to portage me, man. Come on, I'd have to lose a little more weight than I already have, right? So I'm <laughs> so sitting at 230. I think I'd have to get down to a 190 before any of them would want to piggyback me. So, Well,
0: what about drag you?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's <laughs> drag them. <laughs> Grab them by the, no. by the the hoodie and I'll drag
2: them. Drag me across the portage, right?
0: <laughs> what are friends for? <laughs> uh, are you going with a couple of the boys from uh, Kid Stoves?
2: Uh, yeah, well, um, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird trip uh, logistically. we got uh, seven guys going. Ingo and I are doing a fly-in from uh, from Armstrong up well, to the Outfitters up there up to um, Burt Rock Lake. And the other guys didn't want to uh, spend the money to do a fly-in, so they're doing a different route. But we are going to meet up. We, we've sort of did it, or planned it where we're going to meet up around day seven, and then we're going to finish the last three days of the trip together. So we've got we got a little bit of planning uh, ahead of us, and um, I think it's going to work out quite well. We really need sitting around a campfire and each of us telling our stories of our own trips. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'll be exciting, yeah.
0: Well, that's some of the fun yeah. parts about the trip is, you know, and if they're doing a different trip and than you are, and then you're getting together the last three days, yeah, definitely sitting there going, oh, yeah, when we were up here and check this out, yeah. and, and we had fun, and we did this, and you guys didn't catch any fish. You should have seen all the fish we caught, you <laughs> liars.
2: That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little bit worried about saying, yeah, man, we've seen a whole herd of woodland caribou, right? Right. <laughs> and I hope they don't say that. Well, I hope they say we did, too, you know, uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, mm-hmm. I
0: think when you were up in Wabakimi, you guys saw woodland caribou, did you not? No, I, not that I recall. Not that, <laughs> not that. I re- you can't recall <laughs> Tuesday last week. <laughs> uh, I thought, I thought I saw no in the videos that either Mikey or Martin had posted. I thought there was. Oh, uh, huh? maybe I've just watched way too many videos. Maybe. And got yours confused
1: with... I don't think we saw anything bigger than, like, a squirrel.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh, Uh, thanks. Something to look forward to. (laughs) But it was a fat squirrel. It was a fat squirrel. (laughs) Was he at least swimming across the lake?
0: (laughs) Uh, So... Dennis, you have just finished season four of Canoe Hound Outdoor Adventure Show. That was last Tuesday. Um, Mm -hmm. The season went September 20th to May 30th. Every Tuesday it was at 7 Eastern Daylight Time. Yep. Another great season in the books. Uh, A lot of interesting, informative topics this year, too. Uh, We just went through some of them here. Authors, YouTubers, paddlers of all types, of course. Food, gear, safety was the big one. Trip planning, and even a couple of celebrities.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what? The, the year started off really cool. Um, Kevin Callan, our our good friend, because we have mm-hmm. a mutual good rivalry, Uh He actually uh, he released his book. Uh, the uh, what was it, his another memoir?
0: bend in the river. His memoir.
2: Another bend in the river. Yeah, and I started the season out with him. Uh, Kevin's been a great supporter of the show. Uh, my my Vince McMahon. Um, no, <laughs> there you and, go. Yeah, not, not the rest, ideas <laughs> <90 other ones. laughs> and what. Uh, my and you know what? No, Ke- Kevin's been a, a great supporter of the show, and I thought it was uh, only fitting that I started the season out with him and uh, pay some homage to his uh, his book, which was a an incredible read. Yeah, and uh, yep. you know he, he's done really good with sales with that uh, because he's a great guy and he deserves it, right? He so, does.
1: And I think that's what yeah. book sales are based on.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. It's yeah, true.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, we 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 chatted with him about his book. I've I've actually got a copy here and uh, read it, and it was very interesting. I mean, there's stuff. I mean, because we like I say, we know we know him personally and hang out with him and stuff. And so there's stuff you've heard and, and talk about and stuff. But there's other things in there that you know. It's just like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So a it, it, very yeah. interesting read, and it gives a. A bit of a behind-the-scenes look at at who Kevin is and why he is the way he is, and you know what makes him such a great guy to hang out with and stuff like that. So I was that was a good a good way to start your season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was super proud to do that for him, and well for myself too, right? So
0: yeah. Uh, your second guest of the season was also has a book out. So we were thought we thought maybe you were just going to become a. A book club, Derek. A book had, club or a book promoter. Yeah, Derek knows nothing about book clubs. <laughs> no, no, I know all about book
1: clubs. I just don't know about the words, the words inside. The book. A book collector. Uh, uh, <laughs> Unbroken spines will be my memoir. Jeez. <laughs> well, he's got a library of
0: thousand books which have never been read. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's
2: got every picture memorized. There. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me. Kind of like me.
0: Uh, so your second yeah. guest of the year was uh, the winner of season nine alone, and he's an yeah. author of "Thrive Long Term Wilderness Survival Guide." And yeah. I can never yeah, pronounce his wrong. last name properly. Yeah,
2: we need
1: your help to pronounce his name.
2: Yeah. Juan Pablo Quiñones.
1: Quiñones. Quiñones.
2: I know, I know that's in. it, but it just doesn't Q&A's. look
0: right. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was on to discuss his um, adventures on uh, Season 9 there of Alone, which mm-hmm. that was that was a tough one. What season are we at? Where are we yeah. at? Well, How many seasons are there now? I think they're at a Season 800 or something. Now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they're at Season 11 right now. Okay. I've just seen online uh, right there through uh, my stream, one of my streaming services. There's a... Uh, Alone Australia is going on, or oh, wow. It's finished. Or but I don't know if that's affiliated with the other Alone. But it's it, it looks very similar, so I don't. But yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I kind of love having Alone Alone uh, contestants on because they're uh, they're you know it's it's a really cool show. I really enjoy watching it. Uh, you know we've had we've had the Bear Boys on, as you know. Yep. uh Island Marone has been on. And a couple of others just to, to talk about their their times on the show, which is like I say because I'm a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's it's yeah. one thing to you know like I we go out on our canoe trips and you know we we practice building fires with nothing but flint and steel, and some people do a bit of the bushcrafting and that sort of stuff. But to actually have to put that into um, effect out in the world to survive is something completely different
2: right yeah yeah everybody says oh i could do that not a problem or you should have done this or you should have done that but you don't know until you're out there you know confront yourself with a situation uh they i I give them all credit even the ones that tap out after a few days you know it's uh there's usually a good reason for it Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, you know and it it adds to the storyline right so somebody's got to be the first to leave
0: Right, and I mean that's you don't mind leaving halfway through, but you don't want to be that first one, right? But even even when um, Survivor came out, like how many non-paddling friends came up to you and said you could do that?
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. my wife, my daughter's always telling me you should you should apply for Survivor. You should apply for Survivor. No, no, no. I know exactly. You know, I I couldn't do alone. I couldn't do Survivor. Well, I, maybe I could do either but i know exactly what would take me out that's family yeah i i got got my grandkids i got my daughters we're so close to the whole family here that uh that that would be i'd be missing them i'd be missing them i i go away for a week or you know 10 days on a canoe trip and i'm already like can't wait to get home to see the wife can't wait to get home to see the grandkids you know so it's it's one of those things where family matters so not me <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing.
1: <laughs> that wouldn't hold me back. <laughs> oh,
0: Day four hundred. What do you mean this overnight? One? Can I stay longer? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna have to mow the lawn, shovel the driveway, shave the dog.
2: I don't want to leave. Always nice to get away. Always nice to come home Yeah,
0: that's that's that. I mean, that we say that about. Trips as well. It's nice to be out there and on your trip and give yourself a break from the family. And when you get back, it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's nice to be Good back to be with back. them. And, and st- until all the screaming yeah. and yelling, and <laughs> whining is. and complaining starts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he did seventy eight days to win. He's from Manitoba, Juan Pablo. Yeah, that's uh,
2: that's a yeah. Really- he's uh, he's a comedian boy. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Well, the
0: Bears, I think they did 75, did they not? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were like 75.
1: Has anybody I mean, ever done whole 100?
2: I don't think so. That's usually
1: what they limited, cap it out at 100 or something, right? I would just make them go until they just
0: can't go anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, there was one guy, I think his name was Russell. That was the year that, uh, that Kyle and Marone was on, and uh, he he did over, I think, 100 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, he's just drag never. it out
0: just drag it out but I'm not ready to go home yet I gotta go back to work if I go home,
2: <laughs> no, to go home I don't know, but, you know what I mean? but maybe home life wasn't very good you never know right yeah, yeah. why did you survive
0: her out there for uh, for a year and a half yeah. cause I wanted to <laughs> I live in Alaska anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, super good camping podcast, oh, yes. Tim and Pamela. They were on your third yep. show. We actually chatted with them. Uh, one of our episodes with them already aired, and uh, the other one, I'm not sure when it's going to... We did a two-part uh, thing with them because there was just so much to talk about. See, you can't get a room full of podcasters talking. Yeah,
2: isn't this true? Right? <laughs> Go on uh, this is gonna be about a four hour show, uh. oh yeah
0: <laughs> well kevin Kevin and Andy have the record for just over four hours four hours, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> I think we changed that <laughs> in what two or three episodes, yeah, we did yeah, yeah. Right, yeah yeah, but them guys are funny, you don't want me on that long, you're
2: gonna start losing listeners so.
0: <laughs> oh no we we turned this off two hours ago. Uh yeah they're they're great people to chat with and uh, they bring out a, a lot of good information different um people and stuff like that so so next you had the GPS and satellite communication device comparisons on you did pros cons costs etc uh that was a pretty good one cuz you discussed the different types and you had guests guests on that all had different types did yeah, have- it gave everybody
2: the opportunity to speak of, you know, the devices that they have and, like you said, uh, discuss the pros and cons and maybe the importance of actually having a GPS or, a, you know, a, an SOS beacon in the backcountry when you're you know days in and needing help. Right. So it's always a good thing to have that. But uh, I, I found that the, uh, the Zolio and the Garmin devices seem to be the winner uh, for the most part, not to say that the others are – uh, inferior, but they all have different features and functions, right? So, so what did that people? What
1: side of the fence did people come down on? Because I know that quite a few of the devices nowadays, I think only Spot X has its own keyboard. Everything else, actually, there's two of them have their own keyboard, but otherwise, you need uh, a smartphone as well to do the function. Well, okay, they all work independently, individually, without any connection with SOS. So you can do a rescue. But if you want to communicate with the rescuers, or if there's information that wants to be traded back and forth, you need to connect it to a smartphone or if you're just messaging people. So did you have industry experts or just people who had different devices? So as I recall, you put out the word saying, hey, who has the Azalea? Who has this? And I, I remember from the time. So how did you set up the interview?
2: I kind of put it out there to, uh, to YouTubers and the community and stuff or not even YouTubers, but I posted it on Facebook to see who might want to be on the show first off to talk about their device, but I wanted to pick people that actually knew their devices pretty well because, you know, I just don't want somebody coming on and saying, yeah, I just picked up this enrichment, right? You have to know some of the functionality about it. Um, I had Jonathan Kelly from uh, uh, Lost Lakes on because he is a big Zolio advocate and he really knows the device, right? So I, I tried to pick people that uh, that really knew the devices for the most part. Like, uh, none of them claim to be uh, professionals by any means, but they were just basically sharing the information and some of the pros and cons that they found through their usage because every one of these devices, probably, we, we probably don't utilize them to their full potential. Um, you know, they, they have functionality that... Uh, that you're probably not even aware of or know how to use, but it's always good to know what the essentials are that you can utilize should you have an issue in the backcountry. So,
0: yeah, I know yeah. I have the spot, and Derek has Zaleo. Um, okay. I I actually had one of the original bricks uh, spot units uh, that first came out. There was no, there was there was like. Um, an SOS button, a power button, a, a, a tracking button. And, and a
1: few preset messages. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you could, yeah. You had yep. to go online to set your messages and then you could hit that, you know, um, I'm, I'm still alive. I'm good. I'm just being delayed or something like yeah. that. Right. Uh, but then they started adding all these extra functions, you know, the second generation, third generation, and they started charging all the units hmm. the same price. So I was being charged for being able to send messages and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, And so at that point, I just called them up and said, uh, yeah, you can just cancel my subscription. Why am I paying for something that my my um, spot doesn't even do?
1: Honestly, I think their game plan was to push you into an upgraded a new device. One, and yeah. I told them what they could do with that <laughs> idea. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: you've already made the investment of buying a unit and they're, they're going to force you into buying another unit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's technology. That's what they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, one thing to keep up, but the, as long as when I press that button, help shows up, then why do I need mm-hmm. to be communicating with, you know, like I, I didn't feel I needed to do all of that stuff. I push the button, get your butt in your helicopter, get out <laughs> there. <laughs> as far as I was concerned,
2: that's all you need to know exactly you know last week there uh, just before last week's uh, season finale i had one of my my viewers contact me i guess he had to be evacuated from Algonquin park he, uh, he tore his uh, hamstring muscle right and he was he was incapacitated so he got rescued by i guess uh, uh, Somebody from, like, Trenton, they flew, flew out, and they, they rescued him, pulled him out, and then he was trying to find out how he's going to get his canoe out now because they took him in his pack, but they didn't take, obviously, his canoe, right? Yeah. So he, he's in that situation where he's trying to find a way to get his canoe now. But it, they do get used, you know what I mean? Uh, whether it's uh, communicating back and forth or just hitting that SOS, uh, get one. He <laughs> got one, right?
0: You know what? That they yeah. they definitely do get used. Um did we not we did Was it the millionth or something or hundred thousandth? There's a big number. Of, and it was of
1: rescue. Yeah, and it was a specific carrier who a Garmin?
0: No, it was it was Spot. Was it Spot? Yeah, Spot had its I want to say millionth rescue or something it like can't that. can't be yeah. a, you know, I don't think it was a million, but yeah. it was a big number, million. They definitely do get used. Mm-hmm. Definitely do. Yeah. You know. Um, sometimes inappropriately, sometimes good. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes inappropriately. Uh, you got, you got, <laughs> you got to go out there and you know make sure that you're definitely prepared, uh, and especially if you're going solo, you definitely want to make sure that you've got um, something to uh, have them come and you know press the button, come and get me if there's a problem. I've always that that's the reason I I ended up with one is because i was doing my solo trips and if something happened mm-hmm. especially in the shoulder season you know i'm i'm off in the middle of the end of october at some point way back like 20 lakes in no one knows where i am and no one's coming till spring possibly yeah. to that area again so they're going to find my bones <laughs> <laughs> With a beard on it. And a beard, yeah. Yeah. Just a skeleton with a beard. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, and like I said, I I think it's at the end of the day now because I know Garmin started with the uh, payment, the the monthly plans. Mm -hmm. So if you're Mm -hmm. not doing winter camping or anything like that, you can suspend your account and then you can reinstate it. Yeah. come come spring. Yes. So you're not paying that $15 or whatever a month from say November to to April. Save yourself some mm-hmm. cash.
1: Zillow does the same thing with mine. I well I haven't used it since last fall, but it's a it's a like $5.95 maintenance charge to maintain yeah. my account active so I don't have to create a new account. So for 5.95, I it just sits there and I don't have to I'm not using it, so it's yeah. not charging me anything. right? And then come paddling season or whatever, you just tell them, hey. Reactivate. Yeah.
0: Reactivate, and you get charged your regular mm-hmm. amount. So Spot, because I, I, before I got a new Spot unit, I think I got Gen 4. But again, it doesn't have all the extra texting. It, it was a Gen
1: 3. It had battery problems, right? No, 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 oh, it was no. A, so, so it was a Gen, it was four. A Gen 4. It yeah. was a Gen 4,
0: um the Gen four, I was looking at between that and a and a Garmin in reach. And Spot started doing the same thing with the monthly subscription. Yeah. So I went back with Spot again. Um I think at the end of the day, if every company is doing the same sort of thing, I think it comes down to like trucks. You like Ford, I like Chevy, you yeah, like Dodge, yeah, yeah. I like
1: Toyota. I think it all sort of comes down to the same thing. Yeah. Because unless there's a really good deal between uh between like if uh, like for example zaleo or whoever gets a really good deal then people will migrate that way but if it's even across the board then your product has to be good to keep people going with you yep
0: yep all all's i know is that if something happens to me i'm taking my spot i'm shoving it down that bear's mouth <laughs> find the bear <laughs> Find the bear. <laughs> Let him <use> the SLS. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> See that? I déjà vu that that scene there where the the guy pulls the in Jurassic Park. He pulls the out of the big pile of poo. He pulls out the raining oh, foam. Yeah. The yes. phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah at, the, at the end of the
0: day, like you say, Dennis, as long as long as you've got one, uh, especially like you say, if you're going solo and stuff like that. And I mean, we're all getting a little bit older, and things happen. Um, so it's not necessarily a, a bad thing to have. Yeah. You know, uh, there was somebody last year that ended up uh, having a heart attack. I think it was on the portage to happy aisle oh, yeah? in Algonquin park. And then, yeah, he's not in too good shape. He managed to get himself out though. But if he needed to press that button,
1: he didn't have one with him. He did get out. I
2: think he was actually a guest on our show on the show. Uh, when yeah. I had last, last, last season. Yeah. He, he told the story of that. And yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if he,
0: if he had a, a device or not.
2: Uh he did not. He mm-hmm. did not. He has one now. He uh, he actually got back to the beginning of the portage after a day of, of suffering his heart attack. Yeah. And he waved down one of the Algonquin Park uh shuttles. Shuttle boats. The water taxis, yeah. Yep. And uh just so happens it just so happened by coincidence that the two passengers that were under were both doctors.
1: Oh wow!
2: And they, they pretty much saved his life or or helped save his life, right? But uh, what a coincidence that is! So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like
0: I say, we're getting older and things happen. So you know, because the last thing that you want to hear when you get home, you had a heart attack and you didn't take that device.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, dear. Oh, Twenty nine thirty each year, so it's uh yeah, that's why I carry it too. So yeah. <laughs> keep in mind for the family as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Johnny and Colleen Cool of Cool Quest, Backcountry cool Couples show. live stream. They yeah. were on. We, we actually, uh, just met them for the first time down at, um, uh, oh, well, we, we met them at, uh, Quiet Adventure Symposium. Yep. And then we met, I met them again down at, uh, Canucopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the first time I met them too, was at Canucopia. Yeah. That was, yep. uh, pretty cool. They're, they're, it's always they're, neat
0: meeting people. Oh it's always great to meet new people and and they're a really nice couple and uh we're actually going to have them on and chit chat with them on, on here about backcountry couples and stuff because you know uh Tracy's been coming out with me for uh, the last few years now and you know I mean we've been going canoeing for for ages. Yeah. You Know and you, you take Siobhan with you and the kids, yeah, and we
1: uh that's we've always tripped ever since we've met. Uh, we always did backcountry trips, we got engaged sure. in the backcountry, and mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: yeah, uh, Jonathan Ontario Lost Lakes, Lost Lakes.
2: yeah, and Xander Budnick. Yeah, my biggest show of the season that was. They're to, to trapping young lads. Yeah, big boys. Yep. Yeah, yep. they huh. uh, they got the bromance going, right? <laughs> a couple of good guys.
0: The bromance, yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: and that's self-proclaimed me saying that. They they say that. So oh yeah, yeah.
0: So they yeah. were on and and chit chatted. They're they're a couple of nice guys as well. Uh, quite knowledgeable about the backcountry.
2: Back mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um, um, you got, uh, what was next here? Oh, winter camping special. Because, you know, we all do the winter camping now, it seems.
2: We all do, yeah. That's, uh, that's all the fad right now, right? The last uh, few years, fad, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've done a winter camping special each year that I've done the, Oh, uh, have you?
1: Yeah, I, all, I, did. uh, unfortunately we record the, uh the uh we record the same night that you record so we i uh, unfortunately yeah. i don't often get to see the the live show and stuff but, uh, it's, uh, the, that winter camp special sounds like it would have been pretty interesting. Like you, you had quite a few really awesome guests on. And, uh, and so it would have interesting to the, the learning that would have came out of an episode like that. Because one thing that I always liked about, uh, about gathering with people and camping with new people is it's all the new stuff that you can learn. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think that's one of the, the most exciting things is like to learn how other people do things or what kind of Tricks and of the trade that they have for backcountry camping, winter camping, summer camping, and all that. So it, it uh, I, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch this episode.
2: Yeah, you know, when I when I do these uh winter camping episodes and, and any of the uh the ones where you know they're learning opportunities, I I do them for myself. <laughs> To <laughs> me, for me uh, many of the shows that I do, they're—it's just about me trying to to learn. Like, like you, you guys do the same thing, right? You, uh, you ask the questions uh, that you want to, you want to learn about,
1: exactly. About. And we're not even considering yeah, so our well, listeners. We—it's all for us.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, all for us. I mean, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say it that way, but it, it's a great learning opportunity. It to is. Be, um, and it, it just, uh, it, it makes my life easier in the backcountry when I get to learn how to stay warm out there or, you know, how to set up a tent or whatever it might be, you know, the gear and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's why I like doing those types of shows.
0: Yeah, all the little tips and tricks that you may not know of, you know, the next time you're out there, you're, oh, hey, I remember on such and such had mentioned this. And you give it a whirl, and it's like, oh, oh that's... It's a game changer. That's a game changer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, of course, David yeah, Bain you, is on there. Yep, yeah. yeah. You get a lot of tidbits of information from people that you don't even know. I've had viewers actually send me emails on, you know, tips on how to keep a tent warm using, you know, reflectors underneath your stove or... Uh, a reflector attached to your stove pipe, you know, just to reflect that little bit of extra heat, you know, uh, yeah. putting a fan at the top of your tent to drive heat back down to the floor, mm-hmm. you know, to get rid of that uh, cold. What's the saying? Cold, cold, no, no. Warm nose, cold toes. <laughs> yes. Known? Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Cause it, yeah.
1: it layers out. Uh, what is that called? It's uh, stratifies. The air stratifies in the tent. Hot air right. rises. Yeah. Yes.
2: I want the top bunk
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly well you know we got in our big old circus tent there we've got the um, uh, disco beds which are like bunk beds like a couple of cots that are set up as bunk beds so Tracy's on the top one so I know if I'm starting to freeze she's starting to get cool Yeah. so I just reach out and throw more wood onto the fire if I'm warm I know she's hot Mm-hmm. If I'm baking, she's going to yell at me any second to turn the stove down. <laughs> turn down. <me> down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
2: my hair burning, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not mine.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not my hair, that's for sure. Um, holiday gift ideas for the outdoorsy person. Because, you know, Christmas was coming at this point. Yes. Right? And a, a couple a couple uh, episodes after that, you actually did your Christmas holiday special um, yeah. there as well. So uh, that's that's pretty cool too because you start to look at you know you you mention all these little things that people say oh you try this try this buy this buy this if such and such as a paddler do this you know and you start looking at things going oh maybe I should give one of those a try <laughs> exactly you know and and it turn it turns into a bit of a you know oh you you need a new air mattress well there's this one here and I like it because of this 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 and this and then sometimes it turns into other discussions well yeah I like this one but I this is what I don't like about it so you can sort of make up mm-hmm. from people that have tried them yes you're getting you know rather because you can go and, and look at all the the reviews on a on an online show or a site yep but you don't know if it's real or if you know they're just paying somebody to say oh this is an awesome <laughs> piece of gear right yeah so here from the- they got one one. Right? yeah yeah uh between the holiday gift ideas and the christmas holiday special uh kid products k-i-h-d uh the canadian made stick stoves and reflector ovens they're
2: everywhere it seems they are yeah they're they're, they're gaining steam yeah they're gaining steam that uh, throughout the season i like to throw in uh my sponsor highlight shows i like to call them yep uh, because they do support, and I think that they uh, they should they deserve the endorsement. Um, but they do have great products. Uh, I, I, Derek, have you used your twig stove yet?
1: I have. I've used the twig stove. I uh, I I've used the oven, the Outback oven, a lot. Like I've baked yeah. uh, bread loaves, I've uh, cooked dinner, I've I've made shepherd's pie. So I use that quite often the one I got from them. It's uh, and what I like about it, it is the, their Outback oven is like huge. It's it you can put mm-hmm. it in like a, a, you know a, a typical oven tray and stuff like that in. it. So I think that's great. I love that one.
2: Yeah, they're uh they're they're a, a great way to make a special treat in the back country. That's oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy it. Have you gotten over the uh, the black pot syndrome yet?
1: (laughs) No, I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is I need a a canvas wrap for my pot set because I hate putting my pot set back in the bag and getting black over other stuff. So what I need to do is I need to get a, a canvas pouch so that I can just stick it in the pouch and I don't have to worry about getting soot all over everything. Well, you know what I do? Everything I have fits inside that pot. Yeah. So when I put it in the bag,
0: nothing else is getting black all over it.
1: But I'm thinking like sleeping bags and like other, you know, your clothing bag and. Oh, yeah. No, no. You got, if if you're doing that, you got to package your
0: Coke mm-hmm. set totally separately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I just carry a rag and I, I just wipe it down. Right. Yeah. I take, take off the powdery stuff, which is the stuff that gets all over everything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they're a great bunch of guys. Those guys at Kickbox. Oh, fantastic! Us. Yes,
0: yeah. I yeah. yeah. uh, spent some time with them. Uh, well, they were at um,
1: symposium. The uh, symposium. canoe the symposium. symposium.
0: We saw them at um, uh, Toronto Outdoor Adventure yep. Show,
1: and uh,
0: we didn't see them at Canucopia.
1: I wasn't at Canucopia. No. So oh, I was, uh... Ingo was there. Ingo. Yeah, because yeah. Ingo and I went
2: down to Canucopia together. So yeah, we, uh, yeah. You were stuck with both of us, sir. A few of us I was stuck with
0: you or you were stuck with me.
2: (laughs) Actually, we were were hanging out with Tracy, so. Yeah, that was it.
0: We were were all just hanging out with Tracy. Um, Here's one that Derek's going to have to listen to is the Hammock Hangers podcast. Uh, Paul Collins, USA's largest hammock gathering is the HangCon.
1: Which you need to yeah. go down to. Yeah, it sounds interesting. So I've got a, have I've got a, a camera uh, camera? I've got a, I have a plethora of uh, of uh, either just relaxing hammocks or sleeping hammocks. I've got the triangle hammocks. I've got, one, I've got a tent hammock and like like the three point tensile tent hammock. And I've got a lot of hammocks. I got one. The only thing I have more than hammocks is flashlights.
0: Everybody's
2: got flashlight collections, eh? Derek's <laughs> Dar-
0: Dar- got two fetishes <laughs> in life:
1: hammocks, hammocks and
2: flashlights.
1: And flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't one. mind the
2: I, I got about five or six hammocks myself, but I, I always go back to the same one for my backcountry tripping. So,
0: oh yeah. So, which one do you use for backcountry tripping? Uh, the Hennessy hammock. You do use Hennessy. Would you consider yeah. using just a regular hammock?
2: Uh, if the bugs weren't out, quite possibly, yes.
0: True. Because that's what I'm doing. Yeah? Yeah. In two weeks. hmm I'm just going to take my regular hammock.
1: I just bring a bug jacket. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. just have the, the regular hammock. Yeah. Saves on weight of a tent. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because yeah. we're going to be doing, a yeah. lo- I think, 20, almost 26 kilometers worth of portage. Mm-hmm. Um Well. And the Dixon bond Field is one of those portages. So I'm just really... Cutting down on weight. (laughs) But no, I'm just going to
1: bring a regular hammock and a tarp. Mm -hmm. I always bring a tarp, but... Yeah. 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 That's that's ideal. Yeah. Ultralight. If you can do it without the... the, Like, my Hennessy has the bug bug net built in. I bought one online that has a... uh, It's an envelope of bug stuff that uh, the uh, hammock feeds through. And so that was pretty good, but uh ideally what I'd like to do is just a hammock with a tarp.
2: Well
1: and, that's my plan. Yeah. yeah. And then just like wear a bug jacket at night and mm-hmm. so you don't have the, the bugs chewing your face off while you sleep and Well the other thing I was looking at doing I don't know if either
0: of you have done this is the the tarp over the canoe and well, sleep under the canoe sort of thing. That would work uh, too. I don't know what?
1: Again, the bugs.
0: I'm not worried about the bugs. I am. I just want... I know, like, a snake or something's going to crawl across my face <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Cuddling. I think I saw a movie once where a guy did that, and he woke up, and there was a rattlesnake between his feet.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> like,
0: see? That's what I'm worried about.
2: i his his nuts in your beard.
0: I woke up, and there was a family of snakes in my beard. There's a snake in my beard.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah,
0: hammock hammocks. I remember. Her, must be going on 10, 11 years ago. Hammocks. All of a sudden, everybody wanted a Hennessy hammock. Yeah, they became all the craze. And I, I, I don't like that. Um,
1: the wire that goes along the top. Oh yeah 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 yeah! I've burned my forehead oh. on that so many times. Yeah, the ridge line. Yeah. yeah.
2: You can hang a light on there. You can hang a six pack of beer for nothing. You can yeah. cut your
1: forehead on it. Yeah, you sit up too quickly at yeah. night and you. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> I like that Hennessy has gone from the bottom entry to the side entry. Yeah, because the bottom entry is always a pain in the butt when you're sleeping on a, a on a pad and stuff, or like you move around too much at night and and you just fall through. And so I like that they've moved to the side entry so that uh, you just zip it open and it, you can enter exit that way.
2: Yeah, I, I never had one of those uh, bottom entry ones. Mine's always been the uh, the side zip. Yeah, and I've had it for about twelve years. But they're, they they cut their teeth on those bottom entry ones and yes. then they, they expand yes. it out to the, the zip. And I think pre- most people prefer the side zip.
0: Yeah, Go uh, give that one a, a listen to there, Derek. Yes. Uh, I think that was, what, show number 11. Uh, Is it Ease or Easy Adventurer? Eze. it That was it, Eze. 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 uh And When Nature yeah. pulls, There are a couple of YouTube channelers. Um they're from the UK and they came over to paddle in Algonquin Park.
2: Yep. And
1: yep. uh, they seem to enjoy it. Yeah. What was their experience? What did they tell you about their experience in Algonquin?
2: Well, there there were four of them. There were four four guys that uh, three of them are YouTubers and one was a buddy, and they uh, they all decided to come over here for like you know one of their bucket list trips. And, yeah, so they organized this whole thing. They flew on down here, and they, they experienced it. And if, you, if you've ever watched my live stream, I always talk about uh, collaboration videos and, mm-hmm. and watching the, uh, the perspective of different YouTubers or, or people out there paddling and their take on the trip. So each one of them had their own series on, on their Algonquin adventure, and it was really cool to watch their perspectives, right? And they, they actually did a good enough job that they hardly had each other in their own videos. So, at first, if you didn't know that they, they did this together, um, it, it'd be kind of hard to, to know and compare their videos. You know what I mean? Right. But. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul and, um, as a, they, they were on the show and they, they absolutely loved it. They loved Algonquin park to, I guess they don't have that same type of environment to be paddling over in the UK. No. Right. So. For them to come down here, we, we take it for granted. Yeah, it's all yes. Park. I don't even want to go there, right? I know.
1: It's, it's pre Like, we do take it for granted. I do, uh, like, it's right in our backyard. And uh, and we I'm often surprised when I hear about people saying that, oh, uh, it's my, you know, somebody in, in, in Europe or whatever saying it's my bucket trip to go to a Galka Park. And it's like, oh, is it really that special? But I know it's special, but it's, I didn't think it's world-renowned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 People come all over Europe and stuff come. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I guess, uh, like, people from Germany love to come for this type of thing. They come down and experience all that stuff because they have none of that down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can't even have a a campfire in a forest if they wanted to. So,
0: well, I mean, you even um, during the fall colors. Oh, just watch the busloads of people coming from overseas, yeah, just to see the color, the fall colors and stuff, because they're not seeing that, right? Yeah, in this kind of environment. So, um, so yeah, you and I know you like to have uh, influencers and stuff. Yours outdoors. uh, Barry Martin and Martin Pine were on about interactive learning in Halliburton. Martin Morissette, uh, he was on. He's an outdoor content creator. He uses social media to share tips and advice for. Four seasons camping and adventures. Uh, then you, this, <laughs> I'm thinking this is probably your most controversial one of the year. Oh, PFD, PFD and a...
1: boater safety. Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. <laughs> ah. yeah,
2: you know what? That there uh, that show just to bring awareness. Um, the show the show was brought on uh, based on camper Christina receiving an award for being sort of an ambassador for wearing PFDs. Yeah, and how she promotes it so much in her videos. Uh, so I reached out to her, and uh, she helped orchestrate this show and put it together, putting me in contact with a bunch of people, well, all the guests that were on the show, uh, Sergeant Moffat from the OPP, and, uh, and amongst others. And, you know, the, the whole premise of the show was like, you know, just talking about PFDs and, you know, why you should wear them and, you know... There's I guess legislation that they're trying to push through where they're trying to make it mandatory that you actually have to wear your PFT uh not just have to be sitting on it or, or whatever. But uh they want to make it mandatory. And
1: that
2: that I think that sentence alone right there caused a whole uproar. Like yeah. just like the old, oh, I have to wear my light or my, my, my seatbelt yes. back in, yeah. in the seventies or whatever. Yeah. It was the same type of thing. And I'll tell you, there were some comments on that video. Uh, You would have to go back and read them because there are strings and strings of of comments, uh, pros and cons. And, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the the conspiracy theories. Yes. It It got a little crazy. And I just sat in the dark and I just sort of... Listened along. I didn't want to I, I didn't want to say anything positive or negative. I just wanted to let everybody explain themselves the way they thought best fit. And uh then finally the dust settled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
0: know, we, we saw that one and um a lot of stuff was going on and it's sort of, we ended up doing our own it,
1: yeah, it version pro- of It this. prompted us to discuss it because yeah. it was, it was such a big controversy at the time, which surprised us. I didn't think people were going to be so, uh, you know, you know, vo- their voices were so loud about it. It's like, why? It's, it makes sense to wear uh, your life jacket, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Like well, it. and I mean, and you know,
0: like I say, we were, we were talking about that and, as social media influencers and responsibility you know, re- it's our responsibility to uh, educate people on this and i was up in Tamogami a couple weeks back um and i was going out in the canoe for for to do some fishing and i had my dry suit on and, and a couple people were looking at me like why are you wearing your dry suit and i said well i can't not practice what i preach yeah. And I'm telling right. telling them this time of year you got to dress for the water temperature, not the air temperature. I, I can't then go out there and and not be, uh, you know, wearing my my uh, dry suit sort of thing. And this the same with the PFDs. There's uh, so many new people out there paddling now that if they see some of these social media influ- influencers going out there who've been doing this for years and they're not wearing a PFD. They're going to, oh, well, if they yeah. can do that without a PFD, I guess I don't need to wear yeah. mine. If you want to yeah. do it while you're off camera, fill your booties. But as a, as a, you have the responsibility to, to show people, this is what you need to do. And even if, if you aren't doing it, you should at least be saying, you know what? I'm not wearing my PFD right now. Realistically, I should be something, make, make mm-hmm. some sort of disclaimer. Uh, we actually talked about, um, Same with bike helmets. Right now, bike helmets, if you're under a certain age, you have to wear a bike helmet. If you're over that age, you don't have to wear it, but it's recommended. So do the same thing with life jacks. If you're looking at making it law, you have to wear one, then start it that way. Because by the time those little eight-year-old kids are are 20, they're so used to wearing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and my, yep. I know one of the big things was well, when it's 500 degrees outside, I'm not wearing my life jacket because it's too hot. But 500 degrees outside, that's it's- all I'm wearing is my life jacket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get that image oh, out of your God. head.
0: Oh, oh, my God. She <laughs> should see me strutting down the portage. <laughs>
2: I, I think during that show, uh, one of the best comments come from Marty Morissette when he uh, when he popped in for his little bit of time and said that uh, he considers his life jacket as part of the paddling uniform. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It, uh, you know, people go bowling, they put on a bowling shirt. You know, uh, you go golfing, you got the the tacky pants. Right? You go, you go, uh, you, you go paddling or 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 stand up paddle boarding or kayaking because it's not just the canoe the canoe community. Put on your life jacket, consider it part mm-hmm. of your uh part of your uniform while you're out there paddling, you know. Yep. We all got fiall pants, right? Yep. To go out there and play yep. in the bush. Well, why not have a PFD that you wear? And find a comfortable one because they're not all uncomfortable. Yeah. I got I've got a nice salas and gava and that thing I'll tell you, I put that on and it, it feels like uh it feels like it's there. It's just, it fits. It feels good, right? So
0: no. Yeah, yeah you, definitely, you definitely have to. I mean, we grew up outdoors, and my parents and grandparents always made sure we have life jackets on. So it, it, mm-hmm. it's odd for me to not have a life jacket yeah. on once I'm out on that water. Yep, exactly. Me too. I may unzip it half yeah. or something that's get really some hot flow, just yeah. to get some airflow, uh, you know, when I can't even stand my own smell at that point because <laughs> I'm just sweating so much. But it's zipped up. It's the The latches are done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it it feels weird being out on the water without a life jacket on. Yeah. It really does because that's how I grew
1: up. You always had it on. Yeah. And I carry snacks on mine. I've got a. I've got a knife attached to mine. I've yeah. got it. So I'm geared. The whistle. At, the the whistle, knife. Yeah. So I'm used stuff. It's, yeah. It's useful. It's like a. It's like my like my Batman utility belt in the backcountry. I one of my pockets <laughs> has a, a pair of forcep clamps?
0: Yeah. For That's for reaching can... down a pike's mouth to get that hook out. Hook okay, out, yeah. yeah. got the same thing. Right? Out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it comes up to everybody's own responsibility and, and, and whatnot um, and, and how they feel comfortable, I guess. But I, I really don't see why this is such an issue. I know. Yeah. You know, okay. it's a safety sure. device.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It is, you know, you you mentioned it at the top of talking about this topic um, about you know it, it, as social media people that are in the forefront that that people are watching us. You got to lead by example. That that, yeah. that that's the way I feel about it. You have to lead by example. I, I know of a couple of uh, YouTubers that are actually friends, and they've been pumping out videos in the winter time and and you know summertime, whatever it is, and they're not wearing a PFD. Like you don't need to see it under on their, under. On their, in, their, in their vessel, right? And to me, that, that's sending the wrong message. Yeah. You know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got to lead by example.
0: Especially now when there's been such an uptick in the number of people getting out on the water since COVID happened.
1: All the new people out
2: there. All yeah. the
0: new people that are watching all these videos to get their information. And mm-hmm. if, if you're watching some of these people... Oh well, I guess life jackets are just if you feel like it. Yeah, you know, and it's it really sending the wrong information, and something's going to happen if it hasn't already. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
1: so because yeah. you don't have to be a weak swimmer to need it. Like uh, you can you can overturn in rapids and whack your head, or you can just out you know doing whatever on the water, and you for whatever reason the sunstroke, you lose consciousness, fall overboard, like that. This is gonna is gonna help you, right? Yeah. And and mm-hmm. in, in cold water, that first shock, when all your muscles seize up, it's like, well, do you really want your last gasp to be underwater because you didn't have a life jacket on? And when Tom Thompson had that
0: rope his fishing line accidentally he wrapped around his ankles safe. and he fell in,
1: if he was wearing his life yeah. jacket. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's your <laughs> take, but some people
2: think he was murdered. Murder!
0: <laughs> it was murder! Red rum, oh, yeah. red
2: rum! <laughs> yeah, I think that Sergeant Moppet said that they never recovered a body that was wearing a life jacket.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah,
2: that makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so
0: yeah. Uh, the following week we had a nice little Valentine's Day special, didn't we? Backcountry yeah, couples yeah, and why nature is important to them and their relationships.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had a we had a few of my favorite YouTubers on to talk about that. Uh, Tunis of Brittany Richards were uh, on. No. Uh, Alex and Jess from Tents and Timbers, uh, Backcountry uh, uh, back Couple. Um, uh, oh, my goodness, I'm brain fart here. Uh, Jay and Sherry from uh, Backcountry.
0: See, it's a good thing Tracy and I weren't uh, on because Divorce Lake would have come up in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin Callum was just on Divorce Lake there a couple of weeks back, or I guess last week.
2: Oh yeah. That's where oh, they that, did their spring that's trip. An actual, that's an actual lake lake name?
0: No, North T in Algonquin. Every time oh, we've been okay. on it, the wind and the waves yeah. have been so high, like Tracy says oh, we are man. no longer allowed to go there
1: okay uh, <laughs> yeah so, of course, like, uh, so yeah he it's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> before you marry somebody they say take them on a canoe trip yes yes yeah if that would have been we adversity. would have done that
1: first that's adversity yeah i would still yeah. be a bachelor right that, now that, that tests the lines of romance <laughs>
0: yeah. uh then there was a i mean the, the toronto outdoor adventure show recap we had a lot of fun at the adventure show there um that was a great show oh yeah. <laughs> Uh well I was I was I did my uh my chit chat there and um kid stoves and that were right there and I was talking yeah, about yeah. using the twig stoves and the outback ovens, and I had pictures. And like afterwards, people were buying stoves and and uh, and um, reflector ovens off of them. And I'm like, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: going to yeah, start new brand work, right?
0: I got a new job. I'm just going to go start selling stuff for different people at the <laughs> show.
2: <laughs> they are smart. They 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 always, they always grab that spot next to the uh, next to the the presentation at, as close
0: as they can get. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a good show. Lots of things happened there though. Uh, Paddleheads, Adam and Ben, a couple of YouTube guys and they're right into the fishing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> they're a funny couple. Well, not a couple, a couple of guys. <laughs> couple of guys. <laughs> Another bromance. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, you know what? They're very charismatic. Um, you know, they, they I, I, I can't get over. They had that fishing competition with Kevin Callen and uh, Speedo man. Yep. And that that was a big topic uh during the season finale because they, they were on uh they, they made an appearance in the season finale show and that whole thing with the the fishing tournament with Kevin Call come up, of course, and Kevin <laughs> popped back in and they ee, ee, back and forth are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, who's got the biggest, who's got the most yeah. and yeah. 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 You get a bunch of fishermen together and they'll fight over every little thing to make sure <laughs> they're they're the top fishermen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure.
0: Uh, after that, you had Survivor Man, Les Stroud. That was a good yeah, one.
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. That's the second time Les has been on the show. He was on last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this show, last year's show, we focused more on Survivor Man. Um, this this show, we I, I met Les at the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, and I asked him, I said, what would you like to talk about? I said, I'm sure everybody just wants to talk Survivor Man. he says, you no, know, i'd love to talk about my wild harvest show and i'd love to talk about my new kids book and uh, he's got a vr game coming out mm-hmm. he's got a few other things on the go and his music um he's very very into his music right so we uh that's what we focused the show on was all the things that he wanted to talk about and it was a it was a great evening uh real honor to have less on again just you know based on his celebrity status and uh yeah fun show Fun show, very well, uh, watched. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I say, you get somebody like that on, that's, uh, you know, being on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Seen <laughs> yeah. on TV. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's, it's,
0: and, uh, it's nice to hear more than just survivor man. Yeah, yeah, and that's, a,
2: that's been uh, after for his years, right, Survivor man, Survivor Man, right, so, and like I say, we already covered all that stuff in last year's episode with him, but, mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, it was a fun episode, uh, I'm really glad to have had Les on again, like I say, to me, it's a privilege to be able to have somebody like that on the show, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. uh, your next two ones, uh, Friends of Wabakimi and Wabakimi Canoe Trip Planning and then Spring Canoe Trip Planning and Safety, uh, this time of year that's perfect type of um shows to have because this is what we're doing right now we're planning exactly. all our our shows
2: right exactly yeah
0: and for you yeah, there you go i i i know friends of wabakimi and wabakimi canoe trip planning was purely for you had nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
2: okay that, that was my selfishness coming into play there yeah you know I don't know if either one of you have ever planned a trip to Wabakimi, but you know what? It's not easy. Um, they the resources for trying to plan a trip there are pretty limited. Mm-hmm. But uh these these people who have a love for uh Wabakimi being the friends of Wabakimi, um, you know, they're they're putting together resources of maps and guidebooks and stuff like that that uh is making it a lot easier, right? And then you throw in the, the mix of having like uh Bruce from uh Wabakimi Outfitters and Or, you know, some of the other outfitters in that area, they make it a little easier to be able to plan a trip up there because it's so remote, it's so wilderness, it's, uh, it, it, there's not a lot of resource for it. So anything you can get, um, grab it while you can, right? So,
0: right. So, yeah. So you made the most of that one, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. 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 They really helped. And I'm still, I'm still using it. As a matter of fact, I became a friend of Wabakimi. So, you know support the cause.
0: May as well. Yeah, Derek was up in Wabakimi there, and uh, you, what, just, they told you when,
1: where, and showed up yeah 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 i I did a little bit more research on this one than I did previous ones, because it's uh I normally don't go this far out of range for uh for family and whatever, and I thought you know what i I may never make it into this area ever again, so i did i just did a little bit of research and looked at the maps and and so on, but what normally I let it, you know others do the planning, and I just I want to go in surprised wide eyed right. <laughs>
2: It's funny you say that too, Derek. Because uh, Ingo, Ingo and I, we um, we opted not to use Bruce's services, right? Where we hired a, a, a what is it? Uh, oh gosh, Wabakini Air or something. Whatever it is okay, up yep, there, yep. they're flying. But I didn't. Not not for lack of wanting to use Bruce's service because that that guy he knows Wabakini like the back of his hand, right? Yes. Yeah. But I've always planned my trips, uh, based, based my adventures on going out there and exploring, right, and, and learning as I go along. If you know every place to fish and where every single campsite oh, exactly, is and, yeah. you know, all, all the things to see, it kind of takes that discovery away from it. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Uh, it's nice to come around a corner and go, oh, my gosh, look at that, man. Check out that old cabin. or yeah. You know, to me, that that's part of the adventure. So that, that's why we chose not to utilize his services. Uh, not to say it won't happen one day, but uh, that's how just how we're planning this particular trip, right?
1: See, I, I want to know where all the fish are,
2: so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I For the most part, when it comes to a place like that, I want to make sure I don't miss something. Yeah, I, When I'm there, it's like, you know, I come back, hey, did you check out the uh, this old thing or that dam or that old cabin? It's like, what? where yeah. nobody told me about that <laughs> well and things when we go to tomogamy i look at jeff's
0: maps because he's listed a whole bunch of places where there's like petroglyphs and yes. stuff like that yeah i'd hate to be all the way up in uh, wabakimi and then find out oh yeah you went by like the biggest wall painting known to mankind
1: <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that, that stuff i do want to know but i, yeah. I, I like for fishing yeah, yeah you know, I don't catching yeah. fish. Right? Yeah, if I if I if I get blank because I picked the wrong spot, then like you know, so be it. Right, we're ten feet over. It could have been, you know, the honey hole type of thing, right? Yeah. But to me, that doesn't matter. I, I like I like the I like to be able to try and find the stuff. Like we're going to check out Wendell uh, Beckwith's cabins and yes, you know, there's all the little touristy things you got to see up there. Of course, we're we're going up there. That's why we're going up. But I, I want to discover some of it for myself as well.
0: Yeah, you saw, you saw his cabin, right? We did. We saw the cabin. Yeah, he's not there. Yeah,
2: he's not there anymore. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> <Doesn't laughs> been for a while. He was out at the time. Hope <laughs> Uh to a couple of beers, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Will Collins, Buffalo Roamer Podcast. Uh, he's paddled the Mississippi from source to sea and the Yukon River. Yeah. You had him yeah, he's,
2: on. Uh, he's got stories to tell, that's for sure. Uh he also has a great podcast as well. You know, does a lot of the same type of things that you guys do and I do and um uh, yeah, he uh, he's making a mark down there uh, more 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 in the southern states, right? Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, he's got, a, he's got a great little podcast going there as well.
0: Good. Uh Nick Gordon, I met Nick for the first time at Canoe Copia. Yeah. He's now outdoors. He does guided backpacking, canoeing, winter camping trips, wilderness training, all that sort of stuff. Great guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he does a lot. He does a lot. Uh, and some really unique, uh, trips as well too. So, yeah,
0: yeah he, he's does one, uh, I think, is it the base camp of Everest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he Very does, cool. He
2: does that there, uh. He doesn't do the whole exploration all the way up. He also does a lot of stuff down in Peru. Yeah. So, yeah. He had trips down there.
0: Yeah, those will be, he does yeah. some pretty cool stuff there. So, yeah, now outdoors. We're, I was actually talking to him uh, about getting on the show and chat, chit-chatting with him about stuff.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm actually nibbling on some of the. Remember those? Oh, the Skittles. Yeah, and Tracy's
0: still got some upstairs, left upstairs. The Skittles.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I,
0: Christina's. i got a
2: few down here. <laughs>
0: Christina's big uh, alpaca hat.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. I brought those across the border for them
0: from uh, from Nick and yeah, uh, yeah it looks like a big old big buffalo old head. Yeah, big old buffalo head.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool.
0: Uh, the next uh, show is something we all love: cooking in the backcountry with Kevin Rye, Camper Christina, and Kevin Callan. Now, see, Camper Christina does her little uh, cooking with Christina. Yeah. Videos. Kevin Wright has the cookbook yep. and everything like that. Kevin Callan. Yeah, how did he fit into this mix? How did mix? he fit into the mix?
2: Have you have you not seen him cook on his videos? I've seen He's him. He's like the king of food up there and they do all these food cooking competitions with uh with his uh, buddy Tim and you know, Speedo Man and whoever see, else.
0: Uh, I see people cooking, but I don't actually remember anything. Exceptional from Kevin.
1: <laughs> I know that he does. Uh, he, he, he he helps do out. Stews and yeah, yeah. He's filming. He's not cooking. Yeah, all I ever see is him filming. Tim people cooks. cooking.
0: Tim cooks. Tim apparently <laughs> Tim Tim from Canadian uh, Outdoor, outdoor equipment. equipment apparently is a fabulous yes. outdoor cook. Yes. Um, now, Speedo man apparently is a good cook. Uh but I, I, Kevin was cooking something in his latest video. Him and Christine did a overnighter at Bon Echo. Yeah. And he's cooking like cheese-filled sausages
1: <laughs> in a frying pan. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen that <no> one yet. <laughs> we're, so, we're disparaging Kevin. It's a good thing he doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, he does. <laughs> he does. Every single episode now.
0: So, Kevin Cowan, yeah. we want to know... Yeah, what you're yeah, cooking back there? We want an actual standalone video of you cooking something tray fabu <laughs> over the over the fire, not a frying pan or or, like a, or a stove. Backcountry lasagna. We want a backcountry meal video rocks. that people <laughs> like. Uh, you, you'll get like a what are those stars? The, <laughs> the
1: Michelin Michelin star. <laughs> Michelin star, like a five Michelin star
0: backcountry meal yeah. from Kevin Callen. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pitter patter, Kevin. Yeah, us yeah, get yeah. at her. Hey, he was
2: on the uh, on the aluminum chef down at Canucopia one year or a couple of years. Else, see, I
0: always year. know that. Does he actually participate in that, or does he just?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the old down the stage. Well, oh. yeah, you know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but see, that's why I say he doesn't participate anymore. I don't think because he's not allowed to. Because no, well, MC. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah he's... He's the uh, the raging the raging MC running around the place throwing away goodies and stuff.
0: Yeah. I want to see a massive five Michelin star meal created <laughs> over the campfire. Yeah. You know what I'm working on right now? What's that? Baklava in the outback oven? Really? Or the uh, the Ooh. the reflector oven? Hmm.
1: Yep. Oh wow. Right? Right? Yeah. I don't even like it when it's professionally cooked.
0: Oh, dude! I make baklava. I made a pan of it yeah. and I had a piece. And I had another piece. And they ate the whole thing. I
1: ate the whole pan and was sick as a dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I regret nothing. It says a lot of what you're
1: cooking. (laughs) (laughs) It was so
0: good. It was so good I couldn't stop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Going back to uh, the safety stuff. Safety stuff. Wilderness first aid. (laughs) Wilderness first aid
2: yeah this th- that was a show you know it, it that was a couple of years in the making everybody wanted me to uh to do something on wilderness first aid and i had the hardest time finding a participant to uh to come on with us you, you you know how sometimes it's so easy to find people to be on yeah i could not find anybody until i finally uh i was introduced to uh to doug bird from uh actually of all people ingle and um We we talked and yeah we we finally set that show up and you know what it was a really good episode I had really good viewing as well because I guess a lot more people are interested in learning wilderness first aid than you might think so uh, there something might be in the works for uh, some point this summer or into the fall of uh, of putting together an actual course through Doug and. um, Getting out there and learning it, because there again, just like the PFDs, uh, very essential, or or the GPS uh, talk that we were talking about earlier, really essential that you know how to patch somebody up if you mm-hmm. you know you're in the backcountry and you get injured, or patch yourself up if you're traveling solo, right? So, a lot of importance to that, and these are the things I like to stress on the show is to uh, to be safe on the backcountry. Uh, so much could happen so fast that uh, you got to be prepared.
0: Well, definitely, you know, if something goes wrong, you need to know at least basic first first aid. And
1: yeah. it's, yeah, basic first aid. And from my experience, like uh, from the uh, Noir River when we did the Burt Run's River Run, it's like recognizing shock and when shock starts to set in and it's like there's a there's a physical and a mental aspect to it so if you can recognize that and and treat it that's that goes a long way it's not just not just cuts and bruises and broken bones but mm-hmm. to recognize and treat shock Because you don't have yeah. the ability to get somebody out instantly and and treat them and and shock alone like you, you just even just a, a mental experience can Put you into shock, and and that can cause a uh, you know bad things to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, you know what you you don't have to start with wilderness first aid. You know, just uh, taking a regular Red Cross first aid training, oh. and then you build yourself up because there are different levels to to first aid training, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right up to like first responders or, or rescue responders and stuff like that, but to to know something, uh, you know, I, I, I've i been in situations in the backcountry where I've had to patch up a buddy that uh ripped half his face off around his eye, they're getting caught on a, a branch sticking out of a tree. Oh, uh, we got him patched up, did a good job, and you can hardly see the scar now, right? But uh, just to know that kind of stuff, you know, uh, dealing with gout in the backcountry. <laughs> 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 Whatever it might be, you know, uh, things happen, and when they do happen in, out in the backcountry, um, it's magnified. Uh, you know, a simple cut can become a very serious issue out there. You know what I mean? It's uh, if you don't do the right things, infection can set in really quickly. So, having a, a great first aid kit uh, helps, uh, know, and knowing how to use it helps even more.
0: Yep. Uh, and actually, I just purchased a pet first aid kit. Oh yes. So mm-hmm. when we go, you know, we got the canoe dog with us. Yeah. If something goes, it's almost the same as a regular one, but there's a few extra little thingies in there.
1: Yeah, because you pet related. You can't for when you're treating pain or whatever for a dog, like you can't give them what aspirin and mm-hmm. there's a few things that you cannot give a dog because their physiology is yeah. completely different. But there's the the band aids in that you know if, yes. if the dog cuts yeah.
0: themselves or you know splints and yeah. and all of that. I would rather something happens to me back there than my dog. <laughs> if that makes sense, because the, the thing with it, the dog can't tell you how it's
1: feeling or correct what's
0: going on. Yes,
1: you know, whereas, whereas people, but if, usually can. If your it. dog gets injured, you can rescue your dog. If you get injured, your dog's not going to rescue you. He's going to lay down next to you and eat you when you're dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, your <you're> lunch, right? Your <laughs> face. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Just recently, a a YouTuber that had his dog got hit by an axe or something. Oh. I can't remember who it was.
0: I didn't see that one.
2: Didn't see that. Oh, I I can't think of who it was, but uh, his dog got hit right around the eye. It just missed the dog's eye. Oh, no. I can't remember who it was. If it pops into my head, I'll bark it out. But uh,
0: that gives me the willies just thinking of that. Yeah, that's
2: scary. Yeah. Yeah
0: uh after that you had badger paddles mike and fiona i don't think i've ever met fiona i've met mike numerous times
2: yeah mike mike does the whole show circuit right yeah uh, swift paddle or swift canoes usually or because he uh he's pretty close with them yeah but uh yeah great couple uh great story behind their business Um, yeah they make fabulous paddles i don't know if you own one or not but uh if you don't, you should, but they're no—they're they, they, all handcrafted paddles. Uh, they got like six or seven different styles or designs, uh, different materials. Um, they're all solid wood and very well crafted, and they're very meticulous with their uh, with their quality control. Like uh, I have, I have a paddle coming to me that I was supposed to have been here. I, I got two paddles, and one came and the other one didn't. It was because when they were in the oiling stage. Mike seen a blemish, said, no, I'm building a new one, just like that. Wow. So, you know, the, uh, the good the, it's good quality. And, you know, we had people, uh, Andrea Wilson was on the show, uh, Hap Wilson's wife or significant other, um, who also was on that show. Uh, Preston Sear was on as well. Uh, Kevin Callen, of course, because they come out with a commemorative happy camper paddle, right? Uh, that are uh, limited numbers. And, yeah, they they all they all speak uh, very highly of, of Badger, so they they make some good stuff.
0: I think Badger Paddles was the first custom paddle company that I'd ever heard of. When I was getting really Sorry. into into stuff and started looking at custom paddles and that, they were mm-hmm. the first company that I ever heard of. That yeah, go. That's all they do is paddles, and they're handmade and they're down the road from you sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. been around for a while now. It's, it's, it's I like, I like having ch- uh, chats with Mike too. So
2: yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike's very knowledgeable when it comes to, uh, to paddles and stuff like that. But aside from that, he's just a cool guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, after that, everybody's favorite topic, how to be bear safe in the back country.
1: <laughs> how not to feed the bears with yourself.
0: Right, <laughs> that—that's uh, always a... Fr- well, aren't you afraid of bears? Mm. If he's five feet from me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and and the old oh, actually, um, one of the, I think maybe it's uh, one of the Algonquin forums I'm on. My avatar is just it says, it only takes a second from us to going from best friends to bear bait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All you got to do is outrun one other guy. Yep, gotta- <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Yep. Sorry, fatty, I'm out of here. here. You don't have to run faster than the bear. You have to run faster than your paddle
2: partner. Yeah. <laughs> I used to ask my dad now Why do you sleep with your running shoes on? He said, so I could run faster than you. You're right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's
0: a big thing is, especially now, I mean, I've been in my share of um, Algonquin sites over the last couple of years that are just like prime bear habitat from all the garbage and everything that's being left behind because people aren't educated on, you know, uh, what how how to keep your campsite clean and you can't just leave garbage there. And, you know, there, there's no big receptacles where you're going to be able to throw your garbage. Well, it's going to attract animals.
2: Yes, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's the whole backcountry etiquette thing, right? Uh, keep your keep your site clean. If not for yourself, but even for the people that follow you, right? And mm-hmm. you hope the people that you're following are carrying the same uh, mentality, because it's getting more and more uh, frequent that people's campsites are getting visited by bears. Yep. You know, like uh, how many people do we know with social media that have been, uh, you know within the last couple of years. Let's start with Chris Prouse and Julia Prouse. Yep. You know, they had their little bear encounter. Um, well, I wouldn't call it a little, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a, a friend that I've actually canoed with, Dan Mailot, last year on the French River, Uh thing actually ripped, like, clawed and ripped his hammock right next to his head where he was sleeping. Oh, wow. Because he was sleeping when the thing ripped the thing open. He was on the show, and he told us the story of that, and we showed a little video clip of it. It's it's happening more often. The more people that are getting out into the backcountry and the, the less etiquette that's known out there, you know, to to bear proof yourself, it, it, it's happening more often. So that that's why we do the bear shows is to bring awareness again, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, probably to the wrong people. We're bringing the awareness to the people that already know this. Stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, what? Yeah. at least if the
0: video's out there, it can be shared and and you know those that. Uh, you know, need to know, maybe hopefully it'll, it'll reach their, uh, desktops, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, second last show of the year. What is that? The penultimate?
1: pentultimate.
0: Yeah. Penultimate. Penultimate.
1: Uh, route penultimate. planning
0: maps and finding Ontario crown land. That's become a big one over the last four or five years. Oh yes. Is crown land camping. Because people don't want to pay the prices for provincial
1: parks and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people are very protective of their crown land spots, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's just like just like fishing spots. You don't want to say, "Hey, look at uh, I found a really good fishing spot," and then suddenly you get ten thousand people go and yeah. swarm it, and then there's no fish left, and then it takes ten years for it to recover. And so yeah, it's the same thing with crown lands camping spots. If you find that sweet spot that you like mm-hmm. to go to, you kind of don't okay. want to share it because sure you're going to get a ton of people using it, it and overusing mm-hmm. it and
2: overloving it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of secret lakes out there called Secret Lake, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know, want Secret Lake. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that I myself, I, I've been always been more of a Crown Land camper than a uh, a provincial park camper. Not to say I haven't been to Algonquin and, you know, many of the, the other provincial parks, but I, I prefer Crown Land or trying to get away from people. Uh, to, to go out there and paddle and see people there every single day and, you know, hearing people across the lake is not my, my idea of enjoyment when I'm in the backcountry. So uh, that, that's why I thought it would be a good idea to, to bring some awareness to, you know, how to find crown land. Uh, Martin mm-hmm. Pine really did a good job of that. And then we had others on the show too to talk about different resources like the, a lot of the new online stuff, uh, Paddle Planner um, was one of them. Um, and then of course, maps, uh, Arno from, uh, Long was on to tell us about paper maps because paper maps are not dead. It's not a total oh, no. digital error. I prefer paper maps when I go canoeing. So yeah,
0: yeah I, I was looking at that, uh, trip planner.
2: Um, planner?
0: Yep. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I used it to plan a route that I knew. And I'm not sure what their algorithm for paddle speed and such is.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. But something I've
0: done in seven hours, they said it was going to take over 12. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I take that with um, a bit of a grain of salt. Maybe they're doing it for, maybe I'm just paddling faster than most people. I don't know, but I don't think so. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, they, it's, it's, yeah, it wasn't. Wow. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not going to take me 12 and a half hours to do that. No. And, and so that's yep. the
1: hard thing to judge. Like you yeah. get people either camping or, or like canoe camping or hiking or whatever. Like oftentimes you see like a, a hiking map and, and it'll say, you know, a four hour hike, Round trip route. And it's like, and I'll do it in an hour and a half. It's like, okay, I'm not that fast. So they, what they do is they try to do it for the lowest common denominator, the, the, the people who are the slow ones, right? Yeah. So that's what it's based on. Have to be. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? It, it still
1: gives you a good uh, idea of ballpark yeah, yeah ballpark yeah. so uh, Jeff uh, when he did his Jeff's Maps he had a he had multiple ways of showing route times and stuff mm-hmm. and I really like the way he mapped his out yeah
0: yeah.
2: I guess there's no real sign really there's it's just you got you got to take it with a grain of salt right yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, and then your season finale last week
2: yeah it was a fun evening I was in pain mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a painful show it was no I, you know what it was uh, I always do the season finale as sort of a recap uh, on the season. bring back many of our past guests uh, invite uh, some of the viewers on the panel there just to talk about uh, what they thought of the season or what some of their favorite shows were and uh, it's more of a just a gathering of friends uh, to enjoy the evening actually had a uh A member, a channel member swag giveaway, which was worth like 750 bucks. Holy cow. Uh, That was one by uh, Michael Schertzberg. Uh, You'll be happy with uh, some of the stuff he's getting there. And uh, yeah, then we finished the evening off, spent some time in the green room, and I had to excuse myself because I had a boo boo. You had a big
0: boo boo. (laughs) boo -boo. (laughs) So it it looked like it was a really good season four this year for you. Uh, Is there going to be a season five?
2: There is going to be a season five. Yeah, I I did announce that in the uh, the finale. Um, a lot of people thought there wasn't going to be a season four because, uh, you know, you, you, you guys obviously don't experience this being, you know, closing in on 400 episodes. But uh, sometimes uh, you can get a little bit burnt out doing what you do. Uh, it was really easy during the whole COVID era because I had nothing but time on my hands to put together shows and, and set them all up and. You know, build itineraries for them and seek out guests. But now that, uh, you know, the COVID era is over, uh, there's a, you know, I'm, I'm back to work. I'm a business owner. So, you know, I, I have to work in the business, uh, family and, you know, there, there's so many more commitments that it gets harder to plan these things. So I'm working on a couple of things where I can actually, uh, rely on a couple other people. Um, Quite possibly, uh, you know, and, and in helping to set up shows and things like that, uh, just like you, the way you pay uh, Derek, you know, the, the high <laughs> wage there to help you uh, yep. co-host this show. It's a shame <laughs> the know, tax company a, takes
0: all this money, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, I, I gotta, I'm going to give out half my wages and half a zero zero, right? So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, there will be a season five. Going to be a few changes, uh, a couple tweaks, but uh, ultimately going to be the same type of content uh, that we're going to bring uh, of of learning and uh, experiencing different uh, you know personalities within the uh, the community that we have here. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know what? There's been a
0: couple times where we've we've discussed you know. Uh, do we take the summer off? Cause I know you take the summer off, but we just go year round sort of thing. And there's a, uh, do we, do we call it quits? Like have we talked to a lot or do we want to keep this going? Yeah. You, yeah. There's days where Tuesday, oh man, it's Tuesday. We got to record tonight. <sighs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I understand fully what you're talking about. You just get that little burnout, but then you do the show and you're like, yeah, I'm glad we just did
2: that show. And, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 There, there's never regrets after the show. No. No. Never regrets after the
0: show. No. Uh, you know what? And the, one of the things is we got so much going on around the house, like outdoors right now. You know, redoing our backyard and and, and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, I gotta re- I gotta research one night. Then I gotta record one night. And I gotta edit one night. And I, I mean, there's three right off the bat. You know, three nights after work, sort of thing yeah. is is done. And then you're just like, I got all these things I gotta do and but we still enjoy doing it. Derek's showing up, hopefully showing up with beer. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. See, I have nobody
2: bring me beer like that. You're lucky. You're a lucky man.
0: Oh, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had some of the beers he's brought. <laughs> some were mistakes, but most were winners. Yes, at least he does own up to the fact that some were mistakes. <laughs> Uh, All these videos, all four seasons are up on your YouTube channel. Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure Show on YouTube. Uh, Like I say, season one, two, three, and four are all up there. There's also other videos of paddling trips, the uh, do-it-yourself projects, gear reviews, and lots more that you have up there as well. It's not just these shows. Uh, Besides Wabakimi... what other plans you got for paddling this year?
2: Um, according to my wife, not much. <laughs> no, you know, our, our summer has filled right up. Uh, I think Canada Day weekend. I'll probably be getting out for uh, Canada Day weekend. Not quite sure where. I'm. I'm not much of a planner when it comes to trips. The fact that I'm planning Wabakimi so far in advance is really big for me because sometimes I like to fly off the cuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I can pull together my maps and, uh, and all my trip planning within a couple of days. Uh, I went to QE two over the May two four weekend and I, I didn't decide I was going to QE two until the day before I left. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was one of those things. I had the maps. I wanted to go to, uh, Halliburton Highlands cause I'd never really paddled there before. Fire bands all over the place there. Uh, same with uh, with uh, the Quarthas, right, yep. and Frontenac area, and then the QE2 had no fire ban, so I went there. I, I just said, okay, I'm going there. And, you know, it was a nice, uh, what, three-and-a-half-hour drive for me to get there. Never been there before. Had a great two, uh, what, three days, two nights. It be just me and dog. So, like I say, my, my trip planning, I, I don't necessarily plan far it's off the cuff half the time yeah. so
0: well we still got to get out this year for a day paddle at least we do we yes do. And now, you
2: know what i owe you guys still a huge uh, apology but both you you and uh derek there because we had plans last year and canoe hound messed it up and i i'll make it up to you boys I'll you just make it can't you
0: trust your year. local canoe hounds anymore <laughs> remember back in the day when you could trust them
2: yes i know <laughs> <laughs> I really felt like the dirty stuff that could come out of your shorts like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, it, it happens. It's happened with us as well. So, yeah, we, we definitely got to set up a day to come down your way and do a bit of uh, a paddling. Welland River. Yeah. See? We'll get out there. Uh, so, to end it here, where can listeners find out more about you? What's all the social media Canoe Hound has?
2: Uh, well, besides the uh, uh, YouTube uh, being Canoe Hound Adventures, I, the best way to, to, to keep track of things would be on Facebook at Canoe Hound's Outdoor Adventure Show um, or on Instagram as well, Canoe Hound Adventures. And I also have a website, uh, canoehoundadventures.ca. So.
0: Excellent. I think we'll put uh, some links to those as on yes. our social media there so people can find you. And uh, check out what you got, especially your, go back and find your, uh, four seasons worth of videos to watch. Lots yeah, of
2: information. It's, it was really hokey. It's like we had four hour live streams and stuff. Hey, just friends, internet friends, right? On, on the show. Hey,
0: yeah, if that's how you very, get started.
2: Yeah. I, you know
0: what? I go, I've gone back and I've listened to our very first episode we had Carolyn Hislop and Kevin Callen on our very... And we recorded it in the Canoe Museum. Oh, yes.
2: I remember that. I remember that.
0: I listened to that episode. I'm thinking, I pick out some... Oh, my God.
1: Listen, listen to that
2: audio. It is horrible.
1: <laughs> Do you know who else was an unintentional guest? You will yes. remember. But we had an unintentional guest on that first episode. And if you listen in the background... You can hear Johnny and his boy. Yeah. Johnny Stinson and
0: his son, Hiker. Yeah. They were there. And this is before we even knew them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but right. yeah, we we were chatting one day about it and you can hear this little kid having a
1: ball behind <laughs> us.
0: And I know at, uh, at the time we were probably thinking, can you shut that kid up?
1: <laughs> we're
0: recording here.
1: <laughs> we're
0: recording crappily, but we're recording. Yes,
1: we're trying. And yeah, it, we
0: were chatting years later there and we figured it out that, yep. yeah, that was Johnny and his son Hiker. Yeah. That's like, hilarious. That's just hilarious. Small world. It's a small. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight?
2: No. Well, you know what? Just to, to say, uh, always a pleasure being on with you guys here on the show. Uh, it's not my first time. Hopefully it won't be my last. But you know what? Uh, you guys run a tight ship here. I, I really enjoy the show. Uh, when I was going to QE2, I never even listened to music all the way there and back. I listened to your podcast, oh, catch awesome. on episodes, stuff like that. And, you know, uh, super good camping as well. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's always cool to be listening to stuff uh, of interest. And you guys put the interesting stuff out there. So, keep
0: it up. Well, back at you, buddy. You know, we we unfortunately don't get to participate much in your show on Tuesday nights. Not live, yeah. Not live because, you know, we're, we're doing this. But when Derek's away gallivanting somewhere whatever uh or we've got to record on a different night for whatever reason one of us will pop on and we can follow through and totally enjoy uh yeah. canoe hounds outdoor adventure show and participate i really enjoy being able to type on the side live as things are going on to ask questions or yeah, yeah, yeah. say hello to people i yeah. usually don't get to say hello to and and all that sort of thing which love that that aspect of it all
2: the interaction is cool it yeah. really is yeah 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 and you guys, and you guys have accommodated me before. Like you know, you you you've pushed off recording times to to be on the show. Yeah, yes, we and, have. Yeah. You know, it's probably easier for you because you record, whereas I'm I I'm live. I can't push it off right? exactly. It's, uh,
0: yeah. 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 What you want us on your show? You move your show. <laughs> 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 if he wants us on there that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the last time we were on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I think the last time we were on was when we did the uh, five Great Lakes in a Day. Was it? I think so. Well, yeah. that's the last time we were on together. Yeah.
1: I've tuned in a couple of
0: times, but I, I don't know if I've been on. Since then,
1: yeah, we haven't. I know I've only been on once,
0: really. Yeah, you should go on again.
1: I've been in the chat, I've been in the chats that. Yeah, just get Derek on there. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> so Derek, book club. <laughs> I'm a yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Sink my boat Me, without you. Laugh,
2: laugh. You laugh. We're, we're gonna, we're probably gonna do a show one time on books. You talked about the early, early on in the episode here that uh, well, you know, you thought this was gonna be a book club. You never know. We'll do a show on that one day because there's a lot of interesting <laughs> reads out
0: there. Let me tell you, the hundred books I own I haven't read a single one. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the hundred books I own—I <laughs> <laughs> do, I do have a lot of books. Uh, well, Dennis, thank you very much for coming on this week, and uh, I'm glad things worked out. And hopefully, your knees better before any of your big trips come up, and doesn't don't hold you back from any of your summer paddling because season's begun, buddy. You
2: know, thanks for having me out, boys. It's been a fun time.
0: Not a problem. Uh, you got anything else, Derek? I have nothing to add. Really? You, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? I can talk about my motorcycle trip did you, again. Did you not prepare anything while you were out motorcycling around the countryside? No, I did not. <sighs> See, see, Dennis, this is what I'm dealing with here. This is, this is why he gets paid in large zeros. We <laughs> all. There are so many zeros on his paycheck, there's not room for any other numbers.
1: <laughs> my Google timeline is interesting now. It says two countries, 47 cities. And so I was just looking at that earlier today. It was like my your monthly report that comes from Google, your timeline. Oh, I don't get one of those. Oh. Why not? Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up
0: for it. They just sent it to me. Do they really? Yeah. I get screen time on my phone, Oh, your monthly screen time, but I don't get a Google. Do thing. you log into Google? Oh, no, because it keeps
1: saying sign in. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I sign in and I have a premium package. I, I pay for Ooh. no commercials, no ads.
0: Ah, you're one of those guys. YouTube Red. <laughs> not me. Give me all my, uh, give me all my ads. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like I, I love nothing more than waiting for that skip ads button to come up and the trying to time it the second it appears. Yep, I never I see on. that. Never I do, see it. I do. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're missing because you're missing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can just go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and you can stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with friends, family, and fellow paddlers. Dennis, I want to thank you for coming on this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody else, thanks for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest.
1: We'll see you next time.